John S. Rad, more like John is Rad. I'm Sam. The most dangerous man is John Rad with a camera and a synthesizer. I'm Justin, and this is Dangerous Men on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! You! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Hello, welcome to that show that you listen to uh, and sometimes has me on it. Uh, my name is Justin. Uh, with me is always Sam. And uh, this week we've got a gem of a So Bad It's Good in Dangerous Men, currently streaming on 2B TV. Yes, you have to watch it with ads. Tough turkey tits. Because this thing is elusive. And if you don't stamp on it now, you're probably going to be waiting a few years to uh, have an opportunity to stream it. So, Sam, why don't you take over and tell us what you know about Dangerous Men? You can stream it anytime you want for $3.99 off Drafthouse's website, though, oh, too. Yeah, okay, and you can right. buy it directly from Drafthouse if you like it as much as we do. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad recommendation. Uh, we'll start with John S. Rad. It's <laughs> the only place I ended you can up- start. Yeah, there's the only it's the only track down on this. I ended up having to watch interviews, everything I could, because we saw this what four years ago? Four or five, yeah, somewhere in there. Four or five years ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's something." But I, I didn't like it as much as I liked it this second time, and yeah. so I ended up watching it yesterday. And I was really glad that I watched it yesterday because I spent I went all the way down the internet rabbit hole about as far as I think you can go. So I was able to watch the interview with him on Queer Edge TV with uh, the host Jack Jet and uh, Sandra Bernhardt was on that as mm. well. That was interesting. Okay, and is that then, is that part of the documentary? This is John Rad or something like that? No, I, that was I didn't because you have that one. I could didn't find that streaming. And okay. That was another two hour commitment. So instead, yeah. I just read about it for two hours, and I feel like I found out about the same amount of information that we would want to put in this podcast. Fair enough. Uh. And then I read the the cinematic interview with him in 2006 when he was screening it down in uh, Austin. I also read the Vanity Fair article that his uh, daughter did an interview for Vanity Fair about it some years after he died because he had actually, after he made this, gotten money to do another movie or after Drafthouse ended up sort of doing the redo of it, he mm-hmm. uh, got enough money to do another movie, but he died. Oh. Um. That's you can't. That's a challenge, you know. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's an obstacle to making movies. Your he's, own death. He's pretty old. Um, he, his daughter graduated from high school the year that they fled Iran in 1979. So that gives you some idea to his age. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you, I think he was in his 70s. I think that's the first time that we've brought up that he is a uh, a foreign refugee. Uh, do you want to take a crack at how what pronouncing his real name? No, <laughs> I don't either. So to not insult the man, I think we'll just call him John just Rad. <laughs> John Rad. So in the interview with Jackie Jet, he claims that he 
he kind of billed himself first as a composer hmm. and says that he's composed over 200 songs. Oh, okay. I could not find evidence that he did, but as I did more reading about it, it's like every snippet you find about the man is confirmation that he probably did. So, and if it was him running that Roland D88 on this, I'm sure he made probably more than 200 songs. Yeah. Um, what's your definition of song, John? Because <laughs> exactly. Well, it doesn't. I believe him. Yeah, I believe I him. <laughs> he also in that uh, in the Cinemad interview, he claims that he, the two films he did in Iran before the Shah was toppled and he fled were Under the Skin of the Night, which apparently won prizes. I'm guessing it did. And it never falls a leaf with a cast of 10,000, probably the biggest cast ever. What? And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not what happened. The two things I really couldn't find is that he said he directed two films for Hollywood that probably got renamed if he did it. And who knows what they were called Undercover of Night and Though and Restless. I couldn't really find any confirmation that those existed or what they were renamed or, or what happened with any of that. Probably. Uh, if as if I, he's honest, they're probably on a shelf someplace, much like something like this was or gone with the Pope or something like that. Or they were something that he thought because of, you know, dishonesty down there when producers, you know, he could have been duped into being the second unit or something like yeah. that and had no idea of it. Right. Never saw the completed project. Didn't know what he was a part of. I, that was my sort of guess on that one in the vanity fair article. However, his daughter said that he was, it wasn't, just that he was an Iranian filmmaker. He was the predominant Iranian filmmaker underneath the Shah and that he could straight up call the Shah on the phone and ask for a thousand soldiers from the army. Wow. And the Shah would say, here they are. So he may not be lying about how many people were in the production of it never falls a leaf. Yeah, maybe wasn't there. Um, it's not Fritz Lang, but wasn't didn't Hitler have a guy like that? A lady, a lady. You're right. Yeah, it was a it was a lady director, and she oh, you're could gonna, just. Oh God damn it! If I if I I'm gonna look it up. Maybe I'm faster than the internet. This one really hurts that I was not able to think of that on the top of my head because I find her a very sympathetic figure that doesn't really like what they were doing, but was doing the work. I feel like mm -hmm. Lenny Riefenstahl. Okay. Yeah. Riefenstahl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had uh carte, carte blanche to, to do whatever the heck, you know, needed to be done because she was so powerful. So I wonder, you know, if it's a similar situation, just with the, a lot of dictators or authoritarian figures, if they always have a guy like, Hey, Go make a space movie for me. I'm bored. <laughs> State-run film. The yeah. Soviets did it as well. Right, right. It's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, that and was in that uh, documentary, the um, the the VHS movie uh, that. Uh, uh, oh man, well, I can't remember what that was called, but the, the this group of people that would sneak Western films in to the block. Chuck and, Norris versus communism. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, that was brought up in that movie. So basically, he's not full of shit, is the idea. And the mucking of this film is that he made it in about three months and really wanted to tinker with it, especially probably the music. He had a cut that he showed 
1985, a year after he f- started shooting in 84, and it wasn't very well received, and he just felt like he had made the movie that he wanted to make, and he just needed to get it in front of the right audience. And that doesn't happen until 2005, after many recuts and then getting some help from uh, Draft House. And then he got it in front of the right audience, and he's like, yep, they like it. I'm happy. What's, again, his definition of the right audience? (laughs) Anybody that liked it. I was reading it with some of the quote-unquote actors, uh because they're all non-actors that are in this. Nobody – there's the main cop is somebody that's in other movies. He made like 30 movies. Most everybody else was, and he's in like those Williamson off the beaten path style movies. I don't mm-hmm. know if it Williamson specifically, but like back of the VHS shelf movies. Um, the people that worked with him were just, they were like, this guy's the funniest, greatest guy ever, which then leads me to where I really went in the, rabbit hole is I found as many pictures as of him as I could. And this took a while. Mm -hmm. And I found as many pictures of the naked guy who was billed as John Drake as I could. (laughs) And this took a while because there is no John Drake. He doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) The nose leads me to believe and the performance leads me to believe that that is him. I could see it. It is my assumption. And I cannot say that this is fact, but I spent most of my research going, (laughs) is that him? And I have different angles of the nose and I'm thinking it's him. I can't, it has to be, it has to be him. It has to be him. Which does that qualify this movie to be a vanity piece gone awry? No, it doesn't because he's not being vain there. He's like, why I'm not, I'm never going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do. Yeah. Look what I'm going to do. Good I'm point. only going to ask you to do half as much. That's not vain at all. Yeah. Okay. So he he and, he's not in the in the Wizow and Breen camp. No. Okay. In fact, where I will put him, and he's not in the Birdemic or any of that. Where he is is he's solidly in the same camp as uh, the guy from Miami Connection. If you're going to compare this yeah. film to any other film, a good it's Miami Connection yeah. because it took 20 years to unearth it and for people to appreciate it. They're in exactly the same goddamn boat. And I mean, you could you could technically, uh, well, I mean, where are we at with Gone with the Pope? Is that a vanity piece or is he that in this camp? Even though Duke Mitchell is a terrible person, he's. Duke's probably more in this. Duke's in his own camp. He's at the fucking Palm Springs. <laughs> He's at the fucking Palm Springs brunches. Right. He, he is an island of himself. Uh, the champagne and uh, too much shellfish camp. <laughs> yeah. Hold the selfish. I'll just take the cocaine. <laughs> but that's what I know about it. So we may as well get into it. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So dangerous man. <laughs> I don't even know. This thing is such a mess. I mean, it is an unfathomable mess. You are gonna hear the word "cut to." I guess that's two words. Cut to probably fifty times in this movie because the editing is atrocious. He yeah. He shot miles and miles of footage. <laughs> I'm sure, and only used. He probably used all of it. He just had to rearrange it 40 times. Right. There's points where, like, my notes, I, about halfway through the movie, figure out who somebody is that's been dead for most of the movie. 
uh yeah there's a there's a lot of that going on and then there's reshoots uh, uh adr dialogue of characters and the, the person that's doing the adr is not the actor so you kind of have no. to figure th- like taking notes is basically the only way to pencil this thing together uh it's it's a mess anyways so it starts out with uh this dude our dude a dude i don't know if he's our dude i don't know if there is an our dude is this david it's david you don't, I don't figure out this is David until page three of my notes, I but because either. we took careful notes, uh, this is David. Yes. And David comes home to his wife, who <laughs> you're like, titties, and then it shows her face, and you're like, okay, <laughs> never mind. I, yeah, the shot is purely to get her, her lady lumps, but the way she's laying on, like how they posed her so that they could get some lady lumps on camera, clearly defines this woman as someone who doesn't know how beds work. No. <laughs> she's not or on acting. it. She's not. I don't, what, he, he gives her something and she's like, it is by you, Tifal. <laughs> Happy anniversary, baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's their anniversary. They start making out. She's not in the movie ever again. And then they nope. cu- they cut to a different couple who I'm not even sure is a different couple because I think it might be a flashback because I don't know the pacing of this movie. I feel like now we're cutting to Mina and Daniel. Okay. All right. Daniel is David's brother. That much is clear. But before we can really get what's going on here, because they're going to cut back to this scene, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't it cut to the <laughs> convenience store heist? Oh my gosh! It, like all of, it's all of this stuff transpiring in like this own pocket universe where people and events can occupy the same space in the same time because the, the again i don't know what's flashback and what's currently happening in front of us in live real time this is sort of like if tarantino got super hammered like kraken 94 proof <laughs> drunk when he was making one of his movies the whole time and was just mashing his hands on a roland d88 keyboard <laughs> While it was in demo mode. <laughs> All right. So David's outside someplace smoking. And uh, inside this liquor store is a, a robbery, a gun a gunpoint robbery. There's a guy that is behind the counter taking the money out of the register while another guy has a gun on him. And then we see what I have named the snack aisle karate stalker. <laughs> who you find out is the owner of... Of the liquor store, and she's just pulling her own ambush on what is apparently like an evening robbery that happens every night. Right. Because she's she's held up in the snack aisle of her own store, and then right about when the robbery is about to be done, she jumps out and she's like, what are you doing in my store? And she karate's one of them, but then the other one shoots her. I love when she karate kicks the dude. She he takes it right in the ribs, and then she, as she's releasing her karate kick, she grabs the bag of money out of his hand, and then gently sets it on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold on, and and he's kind about it. He could have got up and like attacked her, or the other guy could have shot him or shot her. But they they allow her to carefully place the the, the contents of the bag on one of her shelves. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's also the first of many of the worst punch angles ever 
because you can just tell that these people are swinging at air slowly oh, every man. time there's a fight scene. Oh man. I mean, we can't even we can't even describe what that is and we shouldn't even because all of the the missed punches do no justice till the final climactic battle between David and our villain. <laughs> We who shall remain unnamed yes. for the time being. <laughs> oh, you know who we're talking about. There's only one. Um. Anyway, so David <laughs> comes in, and uh, he stops the robbery because he's he's a tough cop, I guess. We learn that he's a tough cop, and he's always packing heat. Just in time to watch the owner bleed out. Right, right. And then the guy behind the counter still has his hands up, and David is like, "Put your hands down." And the guy's like, "I don't know if I want to." <laughs> It's like, I'm in shock. I don't know if I have a job anymore. That lady that you didn't save there who's bled, bled to death, that's my boss. <laughs> also, maybe you're not a cop and you've got a gun and it's pointed at me because you've already got the other guy down on his knees. Put the gun away. <laughs> also, this is 1984 in Southern California in a convenience store. I am totally baked. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Cut to the uh, Daniel and Mina uh, where they, <laughs> they come in and they tell Mina's dad that they would like to be engaged. <laughs> I thought it was her ex-boyfriend <laughs> until she called him dad in a scene like an hour from now because I'm like, that guy's the same age as her. Right. And then there's some flashes back later with her and him, and it's weird. Like, if, if she hadn't ever called him dad, you could totally see that he's an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, or ex-husband or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I like that he's also, like, Captain Professional. Like, oh, I'm a suit and tie man. I'm I'm a suburban father who works at a dental office. Uh, and and in one point, he's, like, reading a law book, and she's sneaking up on him in one of these flashbacks. But he's reading the first page of a law book while sitting in a Papasan chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly so, pro- Captain Professional. So you'd like to get out of middle management and enter the law. You're going to have to read this whole book. And he's like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Better get comfy. I'll sit in this Papasan. This this college staple is what I'll say. I've had this chair since, since freshman year. <laughs> you know, those things are not comfortable. They're not. They're stupid. They're huge and uncomfortable and always break. (laughs) They're pieces of shit. (laughs) I'm sure there's nice ones out there. It's just they don't sell them at Pier 1. Yeah, I'm not sure Or Cost Plus, right? (laughs) I think think by design they're shitty, Sam. (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, they're like, we want to get engaged and want your permission. Um, all right, so I guess that he gave it to him because he thinks Daniel's awesome, even though they never have any dialogue together. Because uh, the next thing cut to them going for a Jeep ride on the PCH. Yep, down there by Rapin's Rock. <laughs> because somebody, they tried to, the other, later on, more of this tomfoolery will happen at the same exact spot. Uh-huh. But we see some tough bikers. You can tell they're tough because they're riding Hondas. Oh, boy. One of them has a Honda jacket or a Honda vest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, man. The bikers. Okay. Um, They're not tough. <laughs> the other one has an elf hat. <laughs> yeah, he does. 
I'm gonna, he's wearing a jacket at the beach. I'm not going to accuse Daniel of being a tough guy, but I'm pretty sure he should have beat these guys' ass. <laughs> he was doing all right. He just wasn't going fast. Yeah. This is, I feel like, a good, because <coughs> what happens is they're having the romance, and then the bikers are like, oh, let's go rape and murder them, because we're bikers, mm-hmm. and that's what we do. Right. So they go down there to do that, but uh, Daniel's really working the guy in the elf hat and the jacket over real nice. Well, I and like the- I like before this <clears throat> that they've already hatched their plan. They're like, hey, there's there's some people we can rape and murder, but they're kind enough bikers that they just go chill out and wait for Daniel and Mina to get done making out. They don't want to interrupt the loving. Well, they're also like laying in wait like it's an ambush as well. There's a lot of ambushes in this film. Ambush what? (laughs) He said, you're right. They are going to come down this road. Right, but. And I'm like, no, that's just the beach. And they're like four feet away from you. That's not a road. Really, just not a road. (laughs) Right. Why why even ambush them? They're making out. By going up to them, you have created the ambush. (laughs) Yeah, if they. You, you're really going to be in a better situation uh, with the element of surprise if they're still making out. If you wait for them to get up and walk past uh-huh. you and then you have to get up, um, ask Anakin Skywalker how that goes. Oh, I know what happened here. Right. Uh, they they That was what they were going to do. They're like, okay, element of surprise. Let's just go get him, bash his head on those rocks, and then we can you know carry her away. Uh, but the, the elf-wearing, hat-wearing guy is like, hold on. Those rocks look dangerous. And we, you know, this is about dangerous men. So let's let's play it safe where it's nice and soft and, and comfy. Or he was like, I'm wearing a woolen hat and a heavy jacket. I have to take a break. It's hot out here. <laughs> let's just chill out for a little bit. All right. So Daniel, Daniel does tussle with the uh, the elf hat guy. And he strangles him. He, he kills, kills him. him. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, but the other guy's like, no, grabs a knife out of his boot and stabs Daniel in the tummy. And then is like, seeing my bud get killed has really killed my rape boner. And he's just going to leave. Right. Right. But she's like, no, don't. I, um, want you now because, you know, she's, you can, you can tell that she's got revenge on her mind here, but she's, uh, playing coy, I guess, and Mm -hmm. trying to, uh, lure him into a trap, and he's like, "Okay, you can come with me." Yeah, because he he, he says a line uh, when he's talking to Daniel's corpse. He says, "You son of a bitch! You're lucky you're dead. You killed my only friend." So where he goes from here is he's now the sad biker. He walks down the beach and he looks and and down the shoreline and sees the sun setting, and he thinks the sun setting on his life because he's alone. And so she comes up to him with the full intent of murdering him. And he's like, I probably shouldn't trust you, but I'm in such a desperate place that I just need another friend, someone to talk to. I'm not even interested in raping you anymore. I'd probably still murder you, but can we talk first? Can you hold me? (laughs) Also, we'll find out later that adjacent to this rock is a biker bar, quote unquote, that is a seafood and grill with a tie wearing bartender where all the bikers hang out who are probably also his friends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this is the type of place that uh, Mina's dad would go to. What with his papasan aficionado. <laughs> yeah. Have you had their shellfish? 
Yeah, it's like Crab Shack. It's totally crappy. <laughs> this place would be a little better if the food was good. What about the bikers? Yeah, they suck too, but the food's more important. The, the bikers are the only entertaining part about this. <laughs> Why they hang out there makes no sense. Makes so that's no the whole. Sense. All right. So she pals along with them. They go. They, I guess she rides on the back of his motorcycle or takes the other guy's motorcycle. But this, when they get to the beach, it is clearly morning and, or, or like 11 o'clock when they get to the hotel that they're staying at, it's nighttime. They drove a long ass way. They also like go into it and it's obviously supposed to be a no tell motel, but then he's like $30 for the whole night. And you're like the whole night, huh? Hmm. And then he's like, is there any place to get something to eat? He's like, yeah, the hotel restaurant's open. You're like, this hotel has a restaurant? No hotel motel. And then he says, can I have a wake-up call for 5 a.m.? We got to have an early start tomorrow. Right? <laughs> we got big plans. And then they go to dinner. We're going to the aquarium. <laughs> and he eats his french fries with a fork. He eats his french fries with a fork. And he savors them, too. This He's a biker? This is a murderous, rapey biker. And he eats his french fries with a fork. And gets up at 5 a.m. <laughs> wonder, I wonder if they served his beer in a sippy cup. Oh, my God. Uh, so they go back to the room. And she's like, hold on, big boy. Before we get hot and heavy... I want to take a shower because during dinner she dropped her plate on the floor, thus causing a diversion so that she could pick up her steak knife. Yeah. And then this is also our first glimpse of a grown man wearing tidy whities <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> they look bad. Yeah. So she comes out and uh, she's like, okay, before we get going, I want you to do two things for me. I want you to rub my knees and lick my belly button. <laughs> At the same time, and he actually is like, "Is this this seems kind of hard that I have to do both of these things, but, you know, why not? <laughs> That's the only way to turn me on. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, you you seem to know what you're doing, young lady. I'll, uh, I'll play by your rules. <laughs> He's gone. He does that. Yeah. And then we get to see her boobs, I guess, because boobs. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to the reverse angle where we find out that she's had that steak knife stashed in her butt crack for about a half hour. Yeah, the old knife in the butt crack trick. <laughs> you got to have a rocking butt to pull this one off. There's just no other way to do it. <laughs> it's why you can't, you can't trust naked women, Sam. <laughs> at any point, they could pull the knife out of their ass crack. Yeah, I, I now look at women's butts and I'm like, ooh, that one's a little uh, meaty. I just think she can hide a knife there. Yeah, that's a dangerous weapon. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, Van Damme could do this. <laughs> no, he couldn't because he'd be too busy doing the splits that the knife would continually fall out of his ass crack. Or he would break the knife in his ass cheeks. <laughs> Oops, uh, I did it again. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. Then she gives him a lecture after he's dead. Uh, like she goes, she gives him a, like a two minute soliloquy talking to his corpse. This woman has, she's lost her mind. She's now a psychopath. Yes, she is. So I guess she's now lady punisher. She's going to clean up the streets of sucky dudes. Uh-huh. And 
she then sort of decides to hitchhike back to her house, I guess. I don't know where she's going. But she gets picked up by a guy in a suit driving a Silverado. Mm Mm-hmm. Who we are accusing of being the director. Right. Because when she runs out of the hotel room, she doesn't run further into town. She runs into the desert. He's out in the desert picking up hitchhikers, I guess. I don't know where this guy's going. I don't know where she's going. But they're out in the damn desert. He could have been selling cattle. You have no idea what's going on. He's wearing a suit and he's driving a pickup. Mm -hmm. It's a weird, weird thing that's happening here. And then after he picks her up, he's like... You know, I'm a family man, but I think I'm going to rape you. And then he's got a he's got a 38 special above his uh, uh, sun visor. And then he drives further into nowhere, like because she's napping. She's she's napping in the middle of the, the bench, the cab of the truck like she's his cowgirl girlfriend. Uh, yeah. And uh uh, so he drives out in the middle of freaking nowhere, like further off road to conduct his nefarious uh, activities. But she plays along. She's like, okay, he's got a gun on me. I've, I've been here. I know how to dupe dum-dums by using my feminine wiles. And uh, mm-hmm. so she gets him, t- has him take his clothes off crawls on top of her but now he's in a precarious position because she still got that damn knife and she grabs his ding dong mm-hmm. and holds his ding dong at knife point <laughs> yeah and it looks like she's actually grabbing his wiener yeah, she's got a piece this, of meat in the shot yeah <laughs> uh, all right so she's like all right now strip off those boxers you're naked in the desert and i'm taking your truck and she does And then for some strange reason, the movie just follows this guy around for quite a while. Quite a while. His zany naked adventure in the desert. (laughs) As he ad-libs all of his dialogue. And he gets two, like, juniper branches (laughs) to, like, shield himself, but then starts doing, like, a burlesque routine barefoot in the desert. Oh, my God. So he's... Absolutely. He's like trying to blame himself like, oh, you've done it again, Gary. Uh, Like comedy. And then how am I going to get out of this one? What am I going to tell my family? What am I going to tell anybody that sees me? Where am I even going to go? I'm lost in the desert. And then stops and starts doing desert ballet with juniper pom-poms. Yep. It is bizarre. Then he decides to make camp under a bush for about four (laughs) seconds, decides it's not going to work, and makes his way back to the road, does a little bit more prancing on the way. (laughs) Right. Eventually, a van will come by, and he tries to hitch a ride with him, but they just throw beer cans at him, and one guy says, hey, look at that guy's trying to fuck a bush. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. Doing more like... And then I think that's just the end of it. That's like after end. this like 10 minutes of this guy where we're like, well, I guess we're going to find out what happens to him. Nope. And it's, it's also spliced together with shots of Mina driving his truck and crying. And then shots of the exterior of the truck just driving around highways, thinking that eventually these two are going to run into each other again. And that does never happen. 
No. In fact, we never see this man again. <laughs> nor the people driving the van. <sighs> so weird. And at this point, we've in the movie world, every man is a rapist. Mm-hmm. And she's decided to become... She's not there yet, but she's slowly building into anti-rape Batgirl. Right, because she's... She, her her mind is slowly uh, uh, disintegrating in front of our eyes because while she's driving, she's crying and almost crashes. And then she has a flashback where she finds dad in the Papasan chair. And then another flashback immediately after that where she's crying to her dad, like sobbing. I love you, dad. I love you so much. He's like, you just do your thing, young lady. Also... Here's access to your own bank account that he keeps on a business card. It looks like a passport and it says savings. And she has it sticking out of her back pocket where anyone could steal it. Right. Because in the 80s, you accessed your own savings account via visa. Like what? I don't. Here's You're your savings to... account, daughter. Yeah. No, you write. That's your ledger. Mm. I had one of these. I had it written down. I didn't have a checking account until I was 19 when they talked me into it. Because before I'd had the savings account with the ledger book. And the only way that I could access it is to look at the. I could. I didn't remember my account number at that point. So you'd go down there with your account number and make sure the numbers matched. And this was a real thing. I think that they could have just looked you up with your driver's license. Does she have a driver's license? Uh, I didn't. At 19, Did her savings account You didn't exist have a driver's before? license? Yeah, you didn't have a driver's license at 19 years old? At 20, I didn't. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah? What happened there? <laughs> Fucking Arby's. Um, <laughs> so, either way, maybe the, the thing is, is that Again, to go back with her full butt, that maybe the savings account just doesn't fit in there because there's not a lot of room in those jeans, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, I guess this scene only exists to explain why she has money so that she can conduct her lady punisher ways. She just needs enough for an apartment. And a car, like, cut to her going into a, rent- a car rental. Hi, how can I help you? I need to rent a car. Fill out this contract. Scribble, scribble. Thank you. <laughs> and then the guy's See. like, it would be cheaper to buy a used one. <laughs> also, haven't you stolen a truck and a motorcycle? Right. Oh, my God. And it also, he gives her like, he male gazes at her for a little bit. And you're like, oh, here we go. She's going to stab this rental car guy. But that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Nothing happens here. Yeah, so she then starts driving down the strip looking for hookers. She gets a hooker, brings her back to her hotel. Would have been cheaper to get an apartment if you're playing the long con on this one. Mm -hmm. There's a misunderstanding where the hooker takes her shirt off, and then she's just like, no, I just want to know what it's like to be a hooker. And then when they finally get there, this hooker lady just like completely decompresses on her. Yeah. Like, like, what am I afraid of? Every fucking thing. At any point, I could be killed by anyone. I don't know what to do. It's so dangerous out there, and I just want to go home. (laughs) Okay. At which point, Mina is now, like, uh, suspicion confirmed. Every man is a rapist. Right. 
Right. So she's now Hooker Punisher or the Punisher who is a hooker. But she's going backwards. She's driving around, waving men over to her car, Uh propositioning them for sex, Uh and then murdering them. Correct. She's just murdering Johns. Not abusive Johns. Not Johns that are peddling drugs to children. Not pimps. Not just guys in front of hot dog stands. The burger guy is in other movies. He got to be an extra two other times besides this. The third John is obviously just a male prostitute. Mm -hmm. He's hanging out by a fence wearing very scantily clad like. She's not killing rapists. She's killing the only men in L.A. who aren't rapists. Uh Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, turned the wrong page. Uh, Cut to uh, the detective who is on her case. Uh, getting told to stop working and come home and bone down. Cut to him going home and boning down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's over. <laughs> and then back to her. I think eventually she ends up running out of gas. Well, she and gets. Yeah, she goes to this beach, to the beach, the same yeah. beach where she, I think, has herself written an unreadable message in the sand and then because of that has causes her to have a flashback where she gave daniel arguably the most horrendously ugly art that has ever been in film yeah (laughs) i made this out of seashells can you take them back (laughs) it's amazingly articulate though Uh it's just like one of those things that you see and you're like this is amazingly articulate crap (laughs) you spent a lot of time on this didn't you wow (laughs) it it looks like a muppet made of seashells (laughs) and it's just like missing a honk for like a honker nose (laughs) how long did you do this you know you could have man anything else you could have been doing during that time but instead you chose this (laughs) yeah when she hands it to him he's like Well, I guess Janet was boring. (laughs) You are slightly an upgrade, but you look a little nuts. (laughs) I made this for you. Oh, good. Later, she'll make serial killing for you. Yeah, right. And and here's the thing. In this beach sequence, she gets up and she runs away because she's like, oh, Daniel. Um, I'm not even sure it's the same actress anymore. Did you? She has a different haircut. They reshot some stuff. Different haircut. She's wearing sunglasses. She intentionally keeps putting the sunglasses on, a la fake Melania. Um, but her her body's different too. She's got this this person. If it's the same person, I don't know if she put on weight or not. But she's got thicker legs. The Mina before was kind of a beanpole. This woman's kind of filled out. He was feeding a McDonald's the whole time. Oh. <laughs> He supersized her butt, <laughs> and I like it. And I'm not joking. He was feeding a McDonald's the whole time I read that. My God. I also read that the car that picks her up, the Datsun, uh, I think it's a D10, mm-hmm. um, for the next John, who gets, of course, murdered. Mm-hmm. Or he's not even a John. He's, she's like, really, can I have a ride? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to rape you. And she's like, oh, God damn it. Every time, Murder. Every time I get in a car with somebody. And he... 
pushes the car off of a cliff. She pushes the car off of the cliff. Uh-huh. His daughter in the Variety or the Vanity Fair article mentioned that one time when she was younger, she was dating someone who her father didn't approve of, oh. and he took away her Datsun, and she never saw it again. <laughs> she didn't know he was making this. He's like, I forbid you. Should- oh, yeah? Well, I'm taking your car. You really aren't going to see this again because I am getting two birds with one stone on this guy. He took her car and rolled it off a cliff. That's his daughter's car. She will have fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes the Datsun away. <laughs> and rolls it down and a cliff rolls- for his movie. And I'm pretty sure that that car is still at the bottom of that mountain. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't really explode. It's just cut to an explosion from another movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, knowing that he stole his daughter's car and pushed it down a mountain, he didn't get it back. He didn't He didn't call the cranes in to, to chopper that car out of the ravine. Yeah. I guess they he told the draft house guys that offered him 10000 for it that he spent 500 over the 20 years. And I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay, um, so she's killed another guy. Uh, cut to her stabbing even more Johns uh, in silhouette form. We don't know who these guys are. These these guys are innocent men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's And I think most of them, because she's picking everybody but the burger guy, she picks up off the side of the street. She's actually killing male prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. She is swing and a miss on vigilante. Yeah. Uh, cut to the cops. Uh, cut to a plane taking off. Cut to the police chief. <laughs> boom, boom, This boom. guy's now in the movie. Boom, boom, boom. Who or what are these cops at the start of this jump cut uh, uh, chasing after? B, who's inside the plane and where's the plane going to? And uh, C, why even have those two shots? He was there. He could shoot it. Oh, okay. <laughs> We could choose something here. I used to work on a TV show that was like this. Just like anything that looked even remotely picturesque, Dave would be like, we could shoot something here. And I'm like, we could. Well, we could. We're at the airport. <laughs> and I said that out loud, didn't I? That means we're next week we're shooting here, yeah, aren't we? Great. Okay. Oh, boy. I'll try to find something that doesn't look like crap here. <laughs> Which is hard because uh, we're filming in a sewer. So everything looks like crap. Yeah, no, and I don't blame the man at all. That's what you get when you're really like, really, you know, not using permits, not you're just grabbing anything you can. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, yep, we're shooting here next week, I guess. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop us. We've got a camera right now, and the police haven't come. We're we're going to be back here. Well, cut to newspapers uh, of of her crime wave, and then cut to North Korean state media, who is apparently the number one news show. In Southern California, <laughs> because what the fuck is this news Isn't that channel? the Iranian flag behind there? I don't know what this flag is. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, there's strange things are afoot at the television station. KTLA is off the air, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, the only place we can get our news from is state-run media. Uh, and the, the initials on the television station are JMITV. So... Don't have a clue, yeah. not going to speculate. Maybe she just likes to watch her news early, and the Dodgers and the Angels are on right mm-hmm. then, so you have to stay up till 11 to watch the news. Yeah, okay. But she sees herself on the news that the, the police are after her, and she's like, oh my gosh, they're getting so close. 
in uh, about as good of mean an impression as I can do. Well, I mean, they're not getting close. Not. They know that it, they, it's a woman, probably, That's just it. from the stab angles, and that they're all men that have been killed. Uh-huh. She's, I mean, here's the thing. David is out looking for her. No, he's not. He's sitting in the detective's office. Like, they, like this whole time we've been skipping over this, this, the black detective and David talking to each other about Mina and never doing anything. Also, they're supposed to be investigating his brother's murder and they've solved it. Uh-huh. The man is dead in the hotel room. They're really just trying to find Mina. They're not investigating well. Well, they, how? what possible lead could they have to tie the Mina case and the Tramp murderer case together? None. The, all, the, all they know about the Tramp no. murderers, it's a woman. That's it. That's the only clue. Other than that, the killing of the biker at the beginning... It's completely unrelated. Yeah. So they're not close to her. They're no. Yeah, they're not breathing down your neck there, Nina. Well, you're fine. Also, all they're trying to do is find her, and they can't. So they are not hot on the trail. Right. Indeed. Okay. So speaking of the detective and David, uh, the detective's like. Hey, you know, why are you even worried about this? You're supposed to be on vacation. Now get out of here, you silly guy. Your brother's dead. Go have a fun vacation. Come on, man. Go have some drinks. Meet some ladies. Have a good time. I'm married. Remember that lady at the beginning of the movie? No. Oh, the one that couldn't didn't know how beds work. Yeah, right, right. You are married, huh? Weird. He doesn't seem married for the rest of the movie. He doesn't seem married at all. He just had his anniversary, and he's like, well, I made it a year. Might as well walk away now on top. <laughs> it all goes downhill from there. Meanwhile, she doesn't even know he's gone. <laughs> She's just staring at that bed being like, man, I wish only somebody had was trained there, me how these work. Was there another person here <laughs> at one point? Uh, how do magnets work? Um, okay. So, uh, instead, David goes to uh, the biker bar. That's just like... beach. This is one of those seafood restaurants that your parents take you when you're a kid Uh because they don't want to spend a lot of money because you're not really going to appreciate it anyway. But we're led to believe by the film that this is a biker bar. It is obviously not because it's got a picture of a crab on the sign. Uh Uh-huh. And the guy behind the bar has a pencil-thin, shitty tie. Right. And a short-sleeve button-up. I mean, this is Applebee's for people that can't afford to go to Applebee's. Yes. And the bikers are like, best bar in town. I love their fruit cocktail. (laughs) There's a woman playing darts by herself poorly. One of the bikers... Another bald biker is like, she's hot. And I'm like, nah. nah. But she's much hotter than he is. Oh, she's out of his league right, for sure. Right, right. But they don't really care about leagues when they're the bikers are this rapey in this film. The David's pumping the bartender for information. The bartender's like, these guys are serious. They'll kill me. And he's like, uh, why are they hanging out here then? Right? Like, 
Okay, so also, he's pumping him for information. He shows a picture of the first dead biker that, that Daniel choked to death. And he's like, what can you tell me about this guy? Oh, you don't want to know about that guy. He's dead. Oh, oh, he's dead. Oh, well, so yeah, uh, his name is Phil and he lived in a trailer on 36th street. I guess if he's dead, we, we, we thought he was a little slow. He would mm-hmm. wear a really heavy elf hat uh-huh. in the summer. Right. Yeah. That was him. Old, old elf Phil. That's what we called him, El Phil. But so he's like, what he gets out of him is like, oh, yeah, Phil. Yeah, he was was a tough son of a bitch. The only thing he's got left is his son, who's the meanest biker of all time. You don't want to mess with him. His name is Black Pepper. Just like that. That's how the bartender said it. Because you have, when you say, when you introduce a villain like Black Pepper, you ha- you can't just be like, oh, that's Black Pepper's kid. Who's Black Pepper? No, you have to say Black Pepper. Black Pepper? Black Pepper. <laughs> Black Pepper. But Black Pepper isn't here. No, he's not. Nor does he seem to have anything to do with what's going on. Instead, the woman who was playing darts by herself has decided to go down to Rapin's Rock and play in the ocean. Oh my gosh. What the shit. She sprints out into the waves, and the ocean winds again, knocks the piss out of her, almost takes her (laughs) bikini right off. If it didn't have the suspension neck on it, those things would be flying out. It was like, whoa, that was... Don't... The ocean always wins. That wave will knock the piss out of you. You gotta plan the waves right. Oh, my God. And so the big biker, we find out his name is Dutch later. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get some of that. So he goes out to the beach, too. And like, oh, my God, this beach is so strange. And so David's like, hey, where'd that biker go? I'll follow and go out to the beach as well. (laughs) And he's taking his time just like I'm worried about the lady at the beach because of how well he did with the convenience store owner Mm -hmm. in terms of his ability to save people walking slowly. So she's in peril. She's being raped and or at least he's she's been forced to the ground. Uh eventually David subdues him. And we are uh, it is unclear whether he kills him or not here. We find out later he does not. Right. right. So I wrote down that he sprained his neck to death. I gave, I got uh head grabbed him to death because he just, he just grabs his head for a long time. He's twisting a little like a little, that's what sprain. You could sprain somebody's neck, but it doesn't even seem like he's putting that much effort into it. It seems like Dutch is trying to look to his left to be like, "Ah, what's over there?" And David's just holding his head gently for him to death. <laughs> and he's out, and you're like, "Oh, I guess he's dead." And then she's like, in the middle of their fight, it just cuts to her, and she's dressed again uh-huh. and staring at them like. What are they doing? She's her expression on her face is is the same as if she was watching an old man feed birds. <laughs> like she has completely forgotten that she got beat up by the ocean <laughs> and almost raped. Do do do. So he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, you're safe." She's like, "Thanks. Can I have a lift?" He's like, "Yeah, come on." And uh, then the other bikers come out of the, the bar and find their buddy's body still dead 
or not. No idea. He's riding a bike in the next scene, so I guess right. he's not dead. Right, but what happened there? All right, so the chief uh, has authorized uh, oh, David's loose cannon now. He's he's going to take down Black Pepper. I know it. Uh, I'm authorizing a raid on Black Pepper. Also, how are we going to find him? And the other detective says, we'll plant a radar detector on him. Because <laughs> that's what those do. It's detecting radar. <laughs> it's Black Pepper's. How fast is the trunk going? Zero. The trunk is going zero from inside the trunk. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Okay. I don't understand this movie. All right. Um, so, so now David uh, has planted a roadside honey trap for the bikers. He's got Sharon sit propped up on the hood with uh, a low-cut top on. Hey, boys. My car broke down. How about you help me? And uh, he Dutch pulls over and he's like, hey, I'm going to finish what we started earlier. And Wait a second. I remember yeah. you. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, she, like, where you been? In, once we find out her name is Sharon. <laughs> and two, that in between her rescue, they've become friends. And she's now like all about being part of the team. And she's like, you can use me as bait. <laughs> I think some cops came here and, and planted a radar detector in your Volvo. <laughs> Because that happens in between. I don't know when it happens. <laughs> it can't happen. <laughs> and also, they don't do that. That we know of. <laughs> I left some shoes back there. They're going zero. <laughs> oh, my God. And so this is his grand plan. Like, I've got to kidnap one of these guys so that he can tell me how to get to Black Pepper's house. Because I now care about Black Pepper because his dad murdered my brother. Well, no, got murdered by my brother. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. Because um, I don't know really who murdered. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of clues going on here. Um, so his grand plan is to kidnap Dutch or whatever biker, I guess. It just happens to be Dutch. Yeah. By using Sharon as bait. And then arresting this man. Unfortunately, so, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much the exact thing happens again. That happened on the beach and he sprains his neck again. Except for your same hold. You're forgetting that David gets stuck oh, yeah, in his got, own car. <laughs> so he's setting the trap. And he puts a helmet on. <laughs> a motorcycle helmet. He's got a helmet on in the back of the truck. So I'm thinking he's going to steal the motorcycle and make his way up, pretending he's one of the bikers uh -huh. after he beats him. Right. She's almost raped again because he's, and you also see that he's wearing pony shoes. Right. Uh, his pony shoe gets stuck. And so he's just like stuck in the back seat wearing a helmet while she's getting raped. <laughs> Our hero. <laughs> He's like, damn it. And his foot is caught between seat cushions. It's not even wedged in like some apparatus. It's just seat cushions. Why did you put your foot there? Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Every time I get back here, I get stuck. 
According to the radar detector that's been planted in your car, your foot is going zero. <laughs> so he finally gets free, and he goes up there, and Dutch has got a pistol, and shoots him point blank. Yeah. And he's completely unfazed by it. I'm assuming some I'm... of these bullets ricocheted off the bike helmet. That's why he's wearing it. I don't know. Sharon later says, your bullet fast plan worked perfectly. But what's funny about this scene before he puts him in another next brain headlock thing <laughs> is that the guy shoots him like four times, runs out of bullets, and he's just like, I don't take damage from bullets. <laughs> but then he punches him in the bulletproof vest and he's like, oh, ow. <laughs> Ah, uh, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, now he's not dead this time. He gets handcuffed and they they tie him up. And Sharon is now like, well, I don't have to put my clothes back on, do I, David? And he's like, just go put your clothes back on. And so she's like, okay, I'll do it slowly. These pants are going faster than zero, <laughs> but barely. Barely. They are, she just shows the butt for a while. Uh-huh. That's a nice butt, I guess. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, she now wants to bone down on David, I guess. But he's like, he's like, I think I'm married. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Seems like there was something I'm forgetting. What was it smokes at the gas station? No, I got those. Huh. Oh well, do 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 do. Uh, and he like even then he's like, it's kind of implied like. You know what? I'm okay with this, but I'm a little busy right now. I got to take down Black Pepper, who I'm not really sure who is. Um, and <laughs> There's a guy. Why I'm doing it up there named Black Pepper, I think. <laughs> uh, also, I'm having a hell of a time dragging this guy to the car. Right. Like he's having the worst time dragging this guy to the car. Uh-huh. I thought Sharon was like, "Do you need help with that? Because you're still way over there." <laughs> No, Sharon. <laughs> I got it. Just put your pants on and get in the car. <laughs> and so he drops her off and he's like, she's like, I'll see you later then. And he's like, yeah, you'll see me later. So it's just that he's too busy taking down Black Pepper to prevent himself from uh, uh, getting his third wife that he will forget about. <laughs> yeah. He's got family. Uh, this guy's got families all over the United States, and he can't remember ever having a single one of them. <sighs> then he's like, all right, where's Black Pepper? And the guy's like, you're following his men right to his place. No, he doesn't say that. He's like, oh, Black Pepper will kill me. He'll kill you. Nah, he's the worst guy ever. He lives right up there. <laughs> right. Hell yeah, I'll tell you because Black Pepper's going to rip your nuts off and I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Black Pepper's going to make you wear your balls around your tonsils. Man, this Black Pepper sounds like a pretty dangerous man. I mean, the movie's called Dangerous Men. He's, you know, he's the leader of some gang that does something. I don't know. And he's he's willing to feed a man his own testicles. Black Pepper's sure. got to be a mean son of a gun. I wonder if he's played by like... Uh, uh, Charles Bronson or like uh, 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 Keith David. Nah, you know, it's got to be a tough guy. Got to be a real tough guy. Real tough guy. Yeah, Black Pepper. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. Black Pepper. Tough guy. And Tommy Lee Jones in uh, Under Siege. That's He's Black Pepper. Yeah. Or like William, Willem Dafoe. He 
you could be a black pepper. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, Mina reappears mm-hmm. in the form of her own headshots. <laughs> the actress's headshots. I guess the FBI's onto her, but then like the LAPD's like, oh, we gotta get her. I don't know if it's the FBI or the LAPD that gets her. They have everybody involved, Sam. This is a woman hunt. And the only clue that they have is the actress's glam shots. <laughs> also, they got two guys tailing her on the street. She's decided that her shoes are untoo comfortable <laughs> and starts walking through L.A. barefoot and almost gets away. <laughs> kind of. These are not the right men to put on the tail. Oh, man. So, yeah, she's arrested without incident. And we never see her again. Her tail is done. Our lead character and there is 30 minutes of film left. <laughs> Okay. So this is where the movie actually starts. Thank God. Is it? Yeah. Because okay. if you're coming into this movie, you're coming in for one reason. And that's black motherfucking pepper. <laughs> and you're like, if you haven't watched it yet and you're listening to this before you watch it, you're like, I bet this black pepper son of a bitch is one dangerous mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. He's at like his house with his girlfriend and he's got a belly dancer in his living room. BP. And he's just. Old BP. That's how I, what I like to dress him yeah. as. That's what his friends call him. And I, I like to think he and I are good friends. Um, old BP. He's just living the dream, man. I mean, what else is there to do? He's got apple juice. Uh, uh-huh. He's got. He's enjoying some Indian pop music and a belly dancer. He's just chilling. He's just doing. Named, named Ruthie. Yeah. Who? Because he's like kind of making out with his girlfriend and then there's just a belly dancer Mm -hmm. there she does the dance for a while and he's like thanks ruthie i'll see you at the club later (laughs) and you're like he's got long bleach blonde hair and i'm pretty sure this guy's just a surfer this is black pepper this is wow it's even better (laughs) than he sucks (laughs) Because I love him. I want to be friends with Black Pepper. (laughs) I mean, you could have got anybody, anybody to be Black Pepper, but instead you've got the arguably the worst cast of all time. And somehow this film wouldn't be the same without Black Pepper. Oh, it wouldn't be because Black Pepper, he's a very well-built surfer. Mm -hmm. He looks like my Uncle Jeff. Uh, he, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it could be my uncle Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> Might want to ask him. You you never know the credits on these things, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just a surfer guy in overalls without a shirt on. Yeah. In in overalls. Villains don't wear overalls. <laughs> They're black overalls, though, Ooh. so at least he's like, I'm black pepper. Like That's why I'm wearing these. Nothing makes sense about black pepper. Nothing. Is I mean, is he is? Do you think that that's his perm hair, or do you think that's a wig? I think that's his hair. It sucks pretty bad, Sam. <laughs> this is eighty four. Yeah. That might be my uncle Jeff. I, and the other thing about my uncle Jeff seriously looked just like that. One of the most underrated thing about Black Pepper is his sunglasses, because they come on and off depending on what shot he's in. Yeah, but he's got ladies' sunglasses. <laughs> White ladies' sunglasses. Black pepper. White-rimmed. He doesn't even have a real name. 
He only goes by Black Pepper. This man must be dangerous. <laughs> Lady sunglasses. <laughs> I love him. So, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it the first time I saw this. I'm like, wait, this is Black Pepper? What the fuck? And the second time you're watching it, you're just like jumping up and down and going, yay, Black Pepper's <laughs> he's here. here. He's finally here. He's like Santa. He's finally here. <laughs> he is the Santa of this movie. <laughs> <sighs> so he then decides to go bang his girlfriend and get in his tidy whities <laughs> They just sort of roll around on each other and blow bubbles on each other's skin. <laughs> Uh, and David gets stopped outside by uh, a group of uh, bikers, but then they're surrounded by the cops because the raid is on. Because of the raid R detector that was planted <laughs> in his car. Where where do we conduct the, de- the raid? Let's use the raid R detector. <laughs> It'll detect the radar location. Uh-huh. Oh, God damn it. So OBP, he's, uh, he's interrupted, uh, and the cops are inside his house already. And uh, so they arrest his girlfriend for with, you know, not before she's like, is this some kind of bust? Right. And they're like, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I was also like, yes, it is. It is very impressive, ma'am. They, they I think that they arrested her for being busty. Like they are detaining her, I guess. And it's funny because the lady cop like rolls her eyes and stops walk starts walking in because they're having such a hard time with uh-huh. it. She's like, God damn it, get out of the way, I'll fucking handcuff her, <laughs> you two fucking walking hard ons. Right. Uh, outside, Black Pepper is on the loose. He is just roaming around the hills. It's trying I guess he's getting away but it's so He's escaping. It's so silly when you see him. Like he pops up like a like a whack a mole here and there. <laughs> yeah, and he has a berserker run. <laughs> Black Pepper. He's like smashing and running at the same time. There he is. Hey, it's Black Pepper. So David spots him. He chases after uh-huh. him, and he says, "He's like, hey, chief, that's Black Pepper." <laughs> <laughs> And she's no like, Who, that's Black that Pepper? Guy? Hey, how do you know? That's the guy? I think that's just some dude. <laughs> I don't think that's Black Pepper. <laughs> I saw him spill a snow cone down in Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy? Look, I, I've, heard, I've heard some things about this Black Pepper. I'm pretty sure that's not Black Pepper, David. <laughs> <laughs> but then we find out that he is Black Pepper because he straight up kicks the shit out of oh, David. Beats, th- th- this is so glorious. This is not a fight. This is a face punching contest. <laughs> it's amazing. It like Rocky Four pales in comparison to how much these two punch each other in the face. And Black Pepper wins the face punching contest convincingly. Yeah. In fact, the chief is pretty sure that David is dead. I mean, <laughs> but he's not. It, this is this is such this is garbage day to me. Uh, of this movie because apparently they forgot to do some Foley work or something. So at one point David goes, ah, and so then they just reuse the, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. It's like the Wilhelm scream in rapid succession. It's amazing. When we were like eighth grade or like 
freshman or something like that, I would do the uh, 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 and you would laugh at it. This movie's doing it that. It is. It's doing that for real. Oh, it's glorious. This is the best fight scene ever. I, I, yeah. So David gets beat up and he's not in this movie he's anymore. <laughs> and the chief's like, I'll get you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you black and he's pepper. like tracking him, <laughs> like looking at broken sticks and things like that. Meanwhile, we can clearly see that Black Pepper is just running back up to his house. He's just prancing around the hills being Black Pepper. I mean, this guy is not a villain. He's a cartoon character. Yeah. At some point during the the tracking sequence with the chief, who's now, I guess, the hero of the film... Uh Black Pepper has decided not to go back to his house because he goes into a house with a blind girl who's quilting with a luger. Uh, yes, yeah, she under her quilt. It's clearly in an apartment complex somewhere. Yep. She has she's packing heat underneath those crochet needles. And he's like, "Jackpot, how lucky can I get? She's blind." Black Pepper, you know you're being hunted by the chief of police. Like, he's hot on your trail. You need, this is not the Uh location you need to be at, bud. You need to get away, not be like, oh, I'm going to do stuff in here. (laughs) Maybe she'll belly dance. I don't know what he's planning, but he's like, okay. You can't really tell if he's going to just get away or if he's going to be like, just mess with her. But either way, the chief comes in. And says, you're under arrest. And starts handcuffing him. Freeze frame credits. Freeze frame credits. The end. (laughs) I guess they got their man. I guess. I guess. How? If Black Pepper... Is their man, and Nina is our protagonist. Have they even ever heard of each other? When the protagonist and the antagonist have no relation in any way and never deal with each other in film, you have. I don't even know what that is. It's like a whole new genre of film writing. Yeah, storytelling. I'm. I'm going to start with. What are they going to charge Black Pepper with? That's my first note. What is BP charged with? Uh, <laughs> this is a Waco job, Sam. Uh-huh. They have nothing. None, none of this is going to stick. No. No. Like, they're all probably losing their jobs i would assume i mean this is la 1984 or whatever maybe this isn't even la i'm not even sure where this movie's supposed to take place at uh but they got nothing they don't even have a warrant they don't have probable cause probable cause of what him chilling out we don't even hear of him doing anything bad he's just that guy's dad or son no yeah the son of the of the dead biker I guess. Okay. This isn't really a question, but it may raise questions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the only thing I know 
about Black Pepper is that he likes, frequents, or owns a belly dancing club. Yes. That's the only thing. I, yeah, he's walking. He's getting, he's like, man, you just made me a lot of money. Thanks, guys. Thanks for screwing this up real bad. Never going to have to work again. Not that I was really working very hard anyways, but I don't ever have to go to that club. I don't need to worry about the belly dancing club. Because let's be honest, the belly dancing club, it was kind of a bad idea. Like, yeah, I thought, oh, man, everybody loves belly dancing. But it turns out they like naked ladies. Um, These ladies aren't naked. They just kind of jiggle around a little bit. So I'm not making a lot of money at the belly dancing club. You guys just save my ass. I have to sell authentic cuisine also, Mm -hmm. which is costly. Yes. Yeah, curry's not cheap. Or is it? I don't know. I don't know. My question is, is there a jury on the planet that is going to convict Mina? What are they convict? What are they charging? They're going to charge Mina with... The tramp murders. Murder. Yeah. Um, do they have a single one shred, shred of, of evidence? evidence. No, they do not. They know they do not. that she was in a motel with a now dead biker. That is the only thing that they know that connects Mina to anything. So, nope, she's getting off too. Yep. She, Unless she confesses. There's a good chance she, she, she confesses. She could plead guilty. But she also was a psychopath uh, who was yeah. murdering innocent men. Uh, so I don't think she's going to. Unless unless she's got like that Ted Bundy psychopath thing where it's like, look what I have done. I want to be caught. Uh, hello, crabbies mm. type shit. You know, but I, maybe that's only in men. You know, men men psychopaths want to be caught. Lady psychopaths just ah. want to get away with it. Like uh, Bella Guinness or something. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. You're ne- uh, I think my, I have I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Does David remember that he's married? <laughs> I get hit or does he leave with Sharon? <laughs> no, he meets up with Sharon. Actually, he doesn't even do that because he already forgot about Sharon. <laughs> He's like a dog. If the object is not right in his field of view, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Schrodinger's cat of ladies. <laughs> What's in the box? Is it a lady or not a lady? He's quantum physics of douchebaggery. <laughs> No, he doesn't remember. Um, is there a villain ever cooler than fucking Black Pepper? Cooler, like pretty much all of them. Yeah. More fun? No. no. Would you hang out with No, Black Pepper is the most fun ever, especially your second time around because you're waiting for him. Because the first time that you see Black Pepper, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Would you hang out with Black Pepper? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't know. His house seems weird. He's got like PDAs going on, and I don't know. That's true. Maybe if he was like surfing or whatever, I'd hang out with him. But like at his house, it seems like that's just not my scene. Mm. Apple juice and belly dancing. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I'd like to know Black Pepper. I I, that's clear. Uh, That Black Pepper guy, he is a character. Uh, I would like Black, Black Pepper to be my next door neighbor. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And we're like, they brought down Black Pepper. I'd be like, for what? Ooh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? BP? <laughs> I 
I for having let him barbecue barbecue. Let him borrow my barbecue brush yeah. yesterday. What the <laughs> uh, insanity? Uh, okay, I am out of questions, Sam. Or I mean, there's a thousand bajillion in this one, but it's just such a narrative nightmare that there's just where do you start with questions, right? Yeah, we. Well, I feel like we've hit the big. We ones. could be here all day otherwise. Uh, so final recommendations, starting with you. Um, if you're waiting for us to tell you, you can go ahead and stop what you're doing right now and start watching this movie, especially if it's on Tubi for free right now. Like mm-hmm. things hard to find. You better do it. Like it is yeah. so much fun, especially the second time. Like if, if you watch it and we're like getting vaccinated now and you can have people at your house again. Yeah. And you like it. You'll be like. Call the people that you know that like it, have them over and have a uh, dangerous men partay. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that idea. Uh, this is, this should be shared with others because a it's a awesome riffer. If you, but only on the second viewing. On it's on the first viewing, you are you pretty much need to watch this thing because you're not going to do as good a job as entertaining as it does because it's bonkers um and but i'm with you the second time was better i it, before i had a seven star i gave it an eight star it got an entire star yeah. on the second viewing i mean it's just that weird be that it does that because some of these some of these movies that are so bad it's good um they get not as good you're you're surprised the first time and then you know in subsequent viewings you're like eh, okay yeah all right this is getting a little draggy here and there, but no, this one got better. That's just a weird phenomenon. I'm excited for the third time around because it has mm-hmm. the rare ability to like be as entertaining as it is while having so much space in between the dialogue and so much not happening on screen that you can riff the shit out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you need people with you. You yeah. need people with you. I'm sitting down in my basement uh, telling myself jokes and they, it's just not as fun. Like, no, you got to have people on this one. This would be a good double feature with like a David Heavener movie. Yeah, I really think it's a good double feature with Miami Connection because of the similarities yeah. that and that yeah. you would want to do this one second, especially that's if almost too much, though, seen them both, because I feel like the gear change at the end of Miami Connection will get you ready for this one. Yeah, yeah, that could be OK. Uh, either way, um, do from us on Tubi next week, Sam, uh, we are off. Um, I will be, uh, vacationing in California and I won't be even able to edit the podcast. So, um, we will be back after the 4th of July weekend and you have something chosen for that period of time. No. Cool. Nice. I love No. That's my favorite movie. All right. um, I'll put some uh, reruns out so you guys have something to listen to uh, while we're gone. But uh, we'll catch you in July. And in the meantime, get to the chopper. Bye.